Hello and welcome to the Skin Chat. I am your esthetician, Nona, also known as SD Nona on Instagram. Go ahead and follow me if you'd like. Um, so today I am here with Claw, my husband, and we are going to talk about everything skin. But more specifically, today we're going to talk about sun safety. Are you ready, Claw? I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> The sun's out now. It is. Sun's yes. out. Guns out. Yes. So let me start off by saying, um, again, I am an esthetician, so I am licensed to work on skin um, and anything that goes along with that. So hair removal, um, makeup, and uh, different treatments. So I have a extensive knowledge in how the skin works and how products work with it. So I'm actually really super excited about this topic because it's one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> Everybody that knows me, all my family and friends, um, anytime I see them going outside, first thing I say is make sure you wear your sunscreen. That, that is a 100% fact. <laughs> I, can, I can vouch for that. <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's get started. So I uh, will turn it over to you first, and I'm going to ask you, what do you think sun safety means, Chris? I, I have not been one to look out for my skin and the sun safety in the past. Yes, I know. I It should be said that I am, I am of white descent. Every, every white nation you can think of, I am <laughs> part of it. <laughs> And I burn and I don't tan. Right. Um, to me, skin safety is... Sun safety. Sun, sun safety <laughs> is... Uh, I, I guess I don't really know. I, I wear sunscreen. Okay. But I, I guess I, I know it's more than that. Yes. So there are definitely a few things that um, come into play when we talk about sun safety. Um, so... You, you did mention sunscreen. I'm going to get into that uh, just a little bit more um, in just a minute. So um, first thing I want to talk about is that 80 to 85 percent of skin aging is caused by sun exposure. Did you know that? I had no clue. 85 percent? 85 percent. So, you know, you talked about you burn a lot. Uh, so UVB rays are what cause burning, but they also cause tanning. The other downside to that is that they also contribute to skin cancer. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, so I'm not going to, you know, tear it down just yet. Um, UVA rays are the other type of sun rays, and they are all year long. So UVB is more present during the summer when, the, you know, it's hotter and there's more, uh, it's brighter outside, more sun exposure. Um, UVA is all year round, but this is what we call the aging sun ray because it weakens collagen and elastin so that's what causes that wrinkly leathery looking skin oh i know those people <laughs> um so uh did you know that all of those uv rays um can damage your skin in as little as 15 minutes of sun exposure no i didn't know it was that little 15 minutes of unprotected sun exposure. So that means no sunscreen, um, no protective clothing, anything like that. That's, you know, that's, that could be just going out to check the mail in some exactly. places. Exactly. That is exactly true. Just driving down the street, um, even in your car, there's not a lot of sun, ex you know, sun uh, protection in those windows. So sun, those rays can travel through your windows. So that's something to think about. 15 minutes. Um, so the other thing 
uh, with that. Um, contradictory uh, statement to that is that one, um, a lot of uh, physicians or phys- uh, physician studies recommend that to get your daily dose of vitamin D is best to get about 10 minutes of sun exposure every day because that's where we get a lot of our vitamin D from. So it's a really thin line. Now, will, will sunscreen block the vitamin D? No. Okay, so you could wear sunscreen and still get your vitamin D? You could. Um, but they find that you get to the best results with having that 10 minutes of unprotected sun exposure. Just that 10 minutes will help you to get your daily dose of vitamin D. Um, now, sunscreen doesn't block it, but you get the most out of it when you are un- um, uh, unprotected. So... It's really contradictory, and I don't really like that recommendation, but there are studies um, that show that it that it works, and hey, I'm not a doctor, so <laughs> I mean, you know, you do you. So uh, 10 minutes, but after that, you definitely want to have some sort of protection. So sunscreen, do you have a preference? Uh, whatever's on sale. <laughs> okay, while that's not necessarily... A, a bad thing. You definitely want to be able to to get something that's um, going to be effective, but that doesn't mean you have to, you know, pay twenty bucks for a bottle of sunscreen. So, um, it is recommended from multiple sources. So, a lot of the information that I'm going to share today is uh, some from the CDC, some from the Skin Cancer Foundation, as well as some from the American Cancer um, Association or the American Cancer Society, sorry. Um, so it is recommended that you wear a uh, sunscreen with an SPF factor of 15 or more. Do you know what that means? No, I just <laughs> know it's the number on the bottle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, um, SPF means your uh, sun protective factor. So uh, starting at 15 is the recommended level. And above, I like to say SPF 30. To me, that is a good number um, because the higher you go up in number, the less of a difference it really makes of protection. Um, So I think it was about SPF uh, 15, you're getting about, I think it's uh, 93% protection. You go up to 30, it's about 96. And then uh, up from there, so let's say 70, that's about... 98 um, and then 100 is about 99% protection. There's no sunscreen that is going to 100% protect you um, but it does definitely give you the amount of protection that is necessary for overexposure. And if I was trying to um, get a golden look to my skin uh-huh. uh, would SPF 30 still Help me do that. Absolutely. So while it is best to have a broad spectrum sunscreen, which means that it screens UVB ray and UVA rays. Um, So like I said, UVB is attributed to burning and tanning. UVA is attributed to aging. Um, So as long as you have a sunscreen that helps to screen for both of those, you will still be able to get a nice tan. It will take you longer, which is the downside that most people don't like, which is why they like to go tan with those uh, uh, accelerator lotions and stuff, because they want it to be done quick. Um, you can still tan while wearing the recommended sunscreen. It just takes a little longer. 
That sounds great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so let's see. So some of the uh, tips that the CDC uh, recommends, of course, for sun safety, um, wearing clothing that protects your skin. Um, so usually darker colored clothes will be more protective than lighter colored clothes. Um, and you want clothes that are going to cover a good bit of your skin, um, as well as hats. Now hats, straw hats that kind of have those holes that let, uh, sunlight come in are not usually recommended, although they look cute. Um, you know, so cute, <laughs> tightly woven, uh, fabric or like even canvas are the best for hats. And it's best to have a brim that covers the whole head. So like you like to wear baseball caps. I do. <laughs> and baseball caps are great, but you still need to protect your ears and the back of your neck. Or turn your cap around. <laughs> you still have to protect your ears. <laughs> so uh, so it's definitely best to have that, that extra protection with that sunscreen. Uh, sunglasses, of course. Did you know that you can develop melanoma in your eye? I don't even know what melanoma is. <laughs> well, I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper, but it is a type of cancer. Crazy, right? No, I didn't know. Crazy, right? Uh, so sunglasses definitely are a big protector, not only for your eyes, but also the skin around your eyes. Um, that skin is very, very thin and a lot more susceptible to aging and wrinkling. So uh, sunscreen a or uh, sunglasses is definitely a big thing there. So uh, let's talk a little bit more closely about sunscreen. So what I want to talk about are the proper steps for using sunscreen. Do you know, can you tell me what the proper steps are? Uh, put it in your hand uh-huh. and then where it needs to go. <laughs> Arms, in- shoulders. Uh-huh. Uh, it doesn't go on your back because you can't reach it. No, no, no. And it, um, <laughs> le- uh, it doesn't need to go, because uh, you, you'll be in the water, it doesn't need to go on your legs. Mm. And... Um, that's it. That's uh, every that's sunscreen. I'm gonna say you're probably about I don't know maybe forty percent correct on that. Um, so sunscreen does need to be applied all over the body. It doesn't matter if your legs are just gonna be in the water and they're not gonna be in the sun. That water is still reflecting the sun and those UV uh, UV rays. So still exposure. Your legs can still burn. Um, so definitely want to apply sunscreen all over. The biggest thing that I find a lot of people uh, kind of ignore or overlook is the reapplication of sunscreen. So that initial putting your sunscreen on and then going out is not enough. How often should you reapply? So the recommended number is two hours. So um, and it may be a little bit more often if you're swimming, you're sweating a lot or if your towel drying off, you're wiping that away. So uh, it may be sooner than two hours if you're doing those activities. Um, if not, then two, every two hours you're going to want to reapply. And is there, a, after you put it on, is there a time limit for it to kick in? That, yes. Um, actually, glad you brought that up. So it is recommended 15 minutes, 15 to 30, depending on the formulation. Um, and it will tell you on the bottle what that recommendation is. But 15 to 30 minutes before you go out in the sun. So it sounds like uh, sunscreen, then lunch, then no cramps, then swimming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, don't get swimming. Get cramps. Um, the other thing is that uh, people don't really think about ex- expiration. Sunscreen does expire. 
Um, typically, it's no more than three years uh, of that particular bottle. Um, after that, it would need to be thrown away. Also, it's going to be a shorter lifespan if it is continuously exposed to high temperatures. So if you're taking it to the beach and you're leaving it out in the sun, that lifespan is going to be a lot shorter because it's, you know, sunscreen is activated by the sun. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Um, another thing is uh, sunscreen has become a lot more popular in cosmetics. So makeup. Um, usually it's about an SPF 15, which is which is good. That's the recommended number. Um, but again, like everything else, makeup wears off throughout the day. So it is a good idea to reapply. And there's a lot of uh, cosmetics that have powders with sunscreen that you can reapply. So it's definitely something worth looking into. Um, like I said, all of that information you can find on the C CD CDC website, <laughs> um, as I did. Uh, let's see. Now, before we move on, uh -huh. what, what, um, what kind of cosmetics would have? I, I'm completely oblivious here. What kind would have? Um, so so uh, we, you would start with a, a primer. Uh, some primers have SPF now, um, not all of them. Uh, foundations, powders, um, there's even uh, setting sprays that have SPF. Um, they're not as popular, but they're becoming a little bit more popular. Um, but most commonly, it's in foundation or powder. And they don't have a foundation primer in one like they do with the paint. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They actually do. Oh, ah, see? <laughs> thought I was onto something there. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, somebody else thought of it before you did, but it's a good idea. Um, okay, so do you, what questions do you have about sunscreen? I guess uh, what should I look for when I'm going to buy a sunscreen? Um, like I said, a, a broad spectrum, and it will usually say it on the bottle. It definitely should say it on the bottle. Um, it will say broad spectrum, and then it'll give you the SPF number. So, like, I have this one here. This is uh, one that is a lotion formula that you would rub in. It's broad spectrum SPF 50. Um, I also have the spray version, so you just spray it on. Also, broad spectrum as well. So, that's the number one thing you want to look for. And... Is there anything I want to avoid in my sunscreen? Um, not necessarily. Now, there's been a lot of controversy lately um, with sunscreens. Uh, they First, it started with uh, some sunscreen formulas were uh, bad for uh, reefs in the water, um, like the coral reef and things like that. Um, that is a another type of ingredient that has since been studied and dealt with and a lot of companies now don't use that anymore but some still do um, and I think that was mostly in Australia that that was kind of taken back and really looked at um, but you know a lot of countries are getting on board and figuring that out so um, the other thing that a lot of people were worried about was chemical sunscreens were being absorbed into the bloodstream now, that was a big uh, topic uh, over the last few years, and it has been studied. And within all of those studies, the findings were that the benefits that sunscreen provides outweigh the risk of it being absorbed and causing any, uh, any, or any, like, any damage at all. It's, it's not really found to have caused a significant 
amount of damage for being absorbed. Okay. Now let's say I'm I just want to go out, be in the heat, be with my family, and I'm going to be under a tent or cabana or something like that near the water. Do I still need sunscreen? Absolutely. And it's highly recommended that you always have some sort of umbrella, um, some sort of shady spot to to add that additional uh, protection. And it's recommended that you go into the shade before you feel like you need the relief from the heat. So before you get to that point where you're starting to feel really tired and you're really, really hot and you feel like your skin is burning, you're you're past the point where your skin is already starting to damage. Okay. So it's best to have that shade readily available. So, um, But you still do need that extra protection of that sunscreen because um, whether it be under a tree, under an umbrella, um, you know, under some sort of shelter, you're still in indirectly being exposed to UV rays. Okay. And if I... Is there... Is there any clothing that won't protect you? So I know, like, uh, if you wear long sleeves and floppy hat, long mm-hmm. pants. Yeah. Is there any anything you know won't protect you that might give a false sense, like? Um, really thin fabrics, um, open, like, uh, not tightly woven fabrics. So loose, kind of threaded fabrics. Um. I'm trying to think, like, not, like, knitted, but kind of like that. Mezzling? I mean, maybe. Maybe, like, that linen-type fabric that's real thin. Um, It can, uh, those UV can penetrate through those. Um, Also, alternatively, lack of clothing. (laughs) So, on the beach, you know, you're just wearing a swimsuit. That's, you know, that swimsuit is not protecting anything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) How do I convince... What do I tell someone to convince them that they need to wear sunscreen when they go out? Um, Like I said, I mean, 85% of skin aging is caused by sun exposure. Um, Sun exposure also, over time, if unprotected, leads to the possibility of developing skin cancer. And you were talking about melanoma earlier. Can you talk about that again? I'm going to get to that in in a minute. Um, I want to, do you have any other questions about sunscreen? Okay. Um, I did want to mention really quick, um, there are uh, lots of different ingredients. So um, when I was talking about earlier about chemical sunscreen, those are commonly the spray type. So the the can, the aerosol type uh, um, spray sunscreen. And while they are effective and they work well, um, it's best, since they are clear, um, it's a little harder to see exactly where it's going so you definitely want to be more liberal with this and not use it in an area where it's really windy and that's gonna you know it's not gonna cover very well um so while there's really nothing or you know it's not a bad option um and sometimes it's a lot more convenient um my favorite in particular is a physical sunscreen and the reason people usually uh, don't go for this very often is because it's it typically has that white kind of chalky look to it and and it's a little bit harder to spread um so that is a downside of it but because of that it's my favorite because it sits on top of the skin whereas the um more chemical spray type sunscreen um it kind of feels really really greasy 
and uh, I don't know. That's it's not my favorite feel. Like I said, there's nothing bad about it. Um, I definitely would encourage everybody to try it. And but the uh, physical sunscreen, and what I'm what I mean by that is titanium dioxide or zinc oxide as the main ingredients. Um, and those are usually the lotion form. Um, the other types, there's um, what a lot of people or a lot of companies are going with advertising calling non-nano mineral sunscreen. Um, do you have a guess of what that means? No. <laughs> if it's non-nano. Um, so this chemical sunscreen. Without nano. Yeah, without nano. So this chemical sunscreen, this spray, would be considered nano. Because it's those tiny, tiny particles. Non-nano means that there are bigger particles, so it's a, it's more, it is claimed to be more effective. Um, while there are lots of studies that show both sides, what I found is it doesn't exactly mean too much. It's, it's, it's a phrasing. Um, but it's usually meant to describe zinc oxide. So it'll usually say non-nano zinc oxide as the ingredient, such as this one here. This one is my favorite, and it's actually labeled as non-nano zinc oxide. Um, so it just means that the coverage is more, like it's a larger coverage because the molecules are bigger. So those are different kinds. So spray, lotion, I mean, they they're still giving you that protection. So it's really preference. If you like the spray, by all means, use it. Use it every day. If you like the the lotion, use that. Use it every day. Um, I prefer the lotion for me. Um, you like the spray, don't you? I do. Yeah. It's, it's easier. It is. It is. It's easier. It's more convenient. But um, to me, it just feels a little oily. Um, the other big thing to remember with sunscreen, um, a lot of them label them as water resistant. But that doesn't mean that it's waterproof. So, um, and usually it'll have on the label the amount of time that it's water resistant. So this one's 80 minutes. Um, this one, I think, was it? Yeah, 80 minutes on this one too. So it's about 50 to 80 minutes. Most commonly it's 80 minutes, but that doesn't mean that it's waterproof. So up to the, that amount of time. And then once you dry after being in the water, you towel dry, you still need to reapply it. Sounds good. Same for uh, sweat resistant. Same thing. Um, okay. So, <laughs> did I bore you to death about sunscreen? No, not at all. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But this is, like I said, one of my favorite things to talk about. I love it. Um, and it's a huge foundation, uh, for me when it comes to treating the skin. Uh, so, like I said, I do a lot of skin treatments. So, protecting what I have done, the work that I have done on that skin, protecting it is huge. So, everyday protection goes a lot further to potentially um, not have to have as many uh, intensive treatments for your skin. You know, I mean, just because you don't have the damage doesn't mean that you can't have those treatments. But typically, I'm doing treatments like peels and microderm on people who have sun exposure uh, damage. Uh, definitely helps me in my practice, but... I definitely uh, encourage everyone to minimize that damage as much as possible. So let's, uh, I guess, move on to a different area. Can, do you know the two main causes of skin cancer? 
Uh, I'm guessing number one is The Sun. Okay. Do you know what the second one is? Uh, no. <laughs> so, sun exposure, so those UV rays, but also tanning beds. Those are the main two causes of skin cancer. I, I, I believe it. I know. I have so many clients who I have told and told and told to stop going to that tanning bed. But, you know, that's, that's their choice to make, you know. Um, but it does increase the risk. It makes uh, the the possibility of developing skin cancer that much more. Well, it's, so. it's that old saying, you can lead a camel to water, but you can't keep them out of the tanning bed. <laughs> Yeah, that exactly. That exactly. I I give all of my recommendations, but you know, some people just don't want to take them, so that's that's their decision. Um this is just the information that I have and the information that I want to share. Um I love this. I love my career, so if you if you like it and you want to try it, please. I'll be so happy. Um so sunscreen every day. Staying away from the tanning bed, not laying out outside for long periods of time without protection. Um, those things go a long way to reducing uh, skin cancer possibilities. So, uh, what do you know of skin cancer? The only thing I really know is that moles show up. Okay. Yeah, it's the only thing I think between cancer and gardens that are the same. What? <laughs> oh my gosh, moles. Um, okay. Uh, is it possible for skin cancer to develop in an existing mole? Yes. Yes. Um, is skin cancer always a new spot development? No. Exactly. Uh, so, I don't know, those two questions were the same. Um, so, it can develop in a mole that you already know, that you have already seen. So, that's why it's important to have regular skin checks. You can do skin checks at home in a full-length mirror. Um, you know, it's, it's recommended every year to do a skin check. So that way, you know, where all the spots on your body are and you can keep an eye on them. So if they change, they start to grow, the color starts to get different. They start to itch. All of those things are big indicators that something may be wrong. Um, the other thing is too, if something shows up next year that wasn't there before, that is probably the biggest sign that you really need to go see a dermatologist. I will start looking at myself naked in a mirror. <laughs> yes, yes. Everybody, get naked, look at yourself in a, a full-length mirror, uh, and, you know, memorize every little spot. This, <laughs> this podcast took a turn. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, but that that's the, the recommendation uh, once a year um, or, you know, every six months or so. If, you're, if you have a family history of skin cancer, it's even more important that you stay on top of it. Um, or if you've had um, skin cancer in the past, you know, it's much more likely to reoccur. Um, so what I recommend for everyone is to look up the ABCs of skin cancer. It's a little hard to describe um, when without the uh, pictures so that you can see what it means. But basically, the ABCs are going to give you all the... the, uh, the descriptions and and uh, uh, things to look for so um, asymmetry border color um, was it a what's the measurement the measurement diameter um. <laughs> you didn't give me anything to go on there 
so yeah so asymmetry border color diameter um and e is uh elephants is what it's elephants <laughs> yeah it's elephants <laughs> oh man what is uh what is e i forget um uh darn it i know it it's okay so uh i'll post it in the description <laughs> so everybody can see it um so that is a good way to know what you're looking for because um, I know it's it's a lot harder uh, to get into a dermatologist's office. It's a specialty. So, but I mean, your your regular physician can look and, and see if it looks a little wonky. But it's best to see the dermatologist. But that's a good way to stay on top of it. And if you notice something, then you can direct them straight to it. Um, oh, E is evolving. So mm. if it is changing rapidly, it's a Pokemon. Yeah, it's yeah. If it's a Pokemon, <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> so there are a few different types of skin cancer. Um, I want to kind of put my focus a little bit more on melanoma because M- May we're recording this in May. Yay! Um, May is Melanoma Awareness Month, so I'm going to talk about that now. Melanoma is a type of skin cancer, and it is the least common form of skin cancer. But because of that, it is the um, most uh, overlooked. Well, yes, it is the most overlooked, but it's also the most dangerous. Um, And it is the most dangerous because it is the most likely to spread, which means it can spread to other parts of the body and even organs. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. So I speak of this from experience. My grandfather had melanoma, and unfortunately it did spread to his organs, and eventually he ended up passing. Um, Usually melanoma can be treated if caught early. So I don't mean, I'm not trying to be a downer or, you know, scare tactics or anything here. This is just the facts. Um, If you notice anything funny, definitely have it checked out. The sooner you have it, you know, the sooner it's diagnosed, the easier it is to treat, the faster you'll be able to treat it. Um, in melanoma cases, if it has advanced, like a lot of cancers, uh, it is a little bit more difficult to treat. Um, usually if it's in a higher level, like maybe like level four melanoma, um, most patients, most, uh, people have about a five year, uh, time span. Um, before it causes a lot of, or before they, um, I guess, pass from complications. Um, now, that's not every person. That's not every person, but it can eventually progress to that level. That's why it's best to find it early. Um, and usually melanoma, you can usually find it pretty quickly. And it's the one that's going to look, you know, the most obvious like you're you'll know um because what it actually is is the cells that give your skin color so that brown tan color once you do start to tan um it makes them grow out of control so you can develop really dark spots and those are the ones that you have to look at the most um does that make sense (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Am I making sense? Sometimes I like to ramble because this just uh, is just something that is important to me, um, and I want 
it to be important to other people. So there are other uh, there are other forms of skin cancer. So it's not just melanoma. You don't have to be scared like, oh my gosh, this is new. I don't, you know, I'm scared. This is melanoma. I'm gonna die. That's that's not that's not the case. So um, there are two other types of or main types of skin cancer, squamous cell and basal cell. Um, those are usually the most common and the most easily treatable. So again, if they're caught early, they're all treatable. So it's always best to do those exams. Like you said, get naked, look in the mirror. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think we can all do that and hopefully catch anything early. Yeah, exactly. Don't judge yourself too much in that mirror, though. Um, so let's see, do you have any questions for me? Um, anything that I forgot to cover in my excitement of talking about sun safety? No, I think you have it all covered. Okay. If I wanted to learn more. Yes. If where, you, where would be a good place to go? Um, so m the three main sources that I used, um, so of course we, as a skin therapist, I go over this in school. Um, so I learned a lot of this from school, but you know. As with everything, I had to kind of refresh. So the three main sources I used was cdc.com or cdc.org. Is it org? .gov. 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 cdc.gov. Um, the Skin Cancer Foundation. So skincancer.org. And the American Cancer Society. Cancer.org. Um, they all have information about melanoma, skin cancer, sun safety, sunscreen information, all of that, you can find them at those trusted sources. Sounds great. Thanks for telling me about it. Yeah. And thank you for being here for the skin chat. I'm looking forward to doing more. So I'm not sure what uh, we'll be talking about for the next one, but uh, I don't know, but I'm excited. <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, are you, what are you excited to learn about? I was thinking tattoos. Ooh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like tattoos. Okay, so I'll keep that in mind. If there's anything that um, anybody is curious about, I guess they can comment, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know how this works. <laughs> this is <laughs> um, I'll link everything in the description thing for the podcast, uh, so if anybody wants to look it up. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us today. Um, yeah, again, my name is Nona. Um, you can find me SD Nona on Instagram. Uh, Claw, you are from? I'm from Law's, uh, Storytime. Law Storytime on Instagram. Pod yeah. Instagram podcast. Yep. So, um, yeah, look up Law Storytime. He has his own podcast where he likes to tell me stories. It's different than this. It's very different. It's very, very different. Um, so... Yeah, I'll look forward to seeing you next time. Uh, remember, you need a facial. <laughs>